and we're back with another Red Cedar Wrap. On this episode, Matt and I discuss Michigan State players still at camp. Definitely talk about those uniforms. And then we get into the Big Ten, a little over-under. See where we think the West and the East end up. And get into a little bit of the coaches. But let's get into it. Here we go. Spartan Marching Band. Jake, is Mark really about to start a true freshman at running back? <laughs> Seems that way, I doesn't it? I thought I'd throw you off with that question, huh? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> well, especially after watching Ant Williams on a moped at practice uh, this past week. I don't even know what to think of the running back position now. I feel like that was like almost staged. I know that was the day that BTN was there, yep. and he doesn't practice. So, and you hear all these words that come out of camp that, you know, Ant Williams, you know, impressive here, impressive there. You saw him in the green and white game in, in the spring, impressive there. And where, you know, insiders have been posting or you've seen on Twitter or whatever that he's possible in the, in the you know, starting running back for the first game. Personally, I don't th- see it happening. I see Mark is such a loyal guy, you know, ever since yeah, he's I been there. He always likes to go with the – you know, experienced guy who is the most, you know, senior laden. And we don't – I don't know if I love Connor Hayward as the starter, but I think opening game against Tulsa you'll see him start, at least start the game. May not get the most carries, but he'll start the game and uh, at tailback. You know it'll be really interesting? If Connor Hayward gets the first one and we get stagnant. I mean, I'd stopped. Yeah, I mean, that would be – be terrible, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> Tulsa stopping us and <laughs> stuffing us, and then then my whole mindset just went. Here we go again. Here comes the offense again. Great. No, but if if he doesn't, let's say you know how many how many possessions do you give Connor Hareward on being the next guy and taking over and being the lead guy? Probably just depends on score, right? But two. I mean, I, first personally, I would love to see Ant Williams or anyone just kind of just shake up the whole backfield start against Tulsa and then I know well you get that's the thing with Tulsa you get uh, those opportunities to to do that right you can put Jefferson in for a couple series now what's what's better being giving if Hayward has let's say two good series three good series do we leave him in or do we test everyone else yeah it's true I mean hopefully with two three good series you what you're up 14 zero and then you can (laughs) test somebody else right so we can kind of get best of both but we, I would love to have this, the quickness of, you know, we see Ant Williams in limited time. We've seen him with the make people miss open field speed and yep. then a counter with kind of the more bowling ballish style. Um, I, we'll see. I, w- I, I see Connor starting. I, you hear all the reports of Ant. I just, see, I just don't believe it until I see it with Mark. That's a very good point. Now, what about Elijah Collins? He's got a little bit of hype. Yeah, we're saying there. Uh, I mean, we're not even. We talked about three last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, this thing seems wide open. Yeah, I mean, we talked about how it might have been the weakest position last week, and it still may be. But I guess it's maybe the most interesting competition out there. You know, who's going to handle the rock for the, for the Spartans? Elijah, year under his belt. There was good words him coming out of uh, out of U of D Jesuit. Sad a year. I. 
I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> see, I, see, we, there's so little in camp that we can see. It's like we're just throwing out yeah. guesses. Which is so terrible because it just would be nice to be like, even like the LJ days, you're like, well, at least LJ's there. Like he had a good drive against Iowa. I mean, right. at least the sophomore year, junior and senior year, kind of turned away from that. But, you know, Le'Veon and, and Langford and those guys, you're like, all right, at least we're solid. You know, if I was Wisconsin right now, I'm feeling really good with Taylor right. in the backfield. Right, of course. <laughs> we're talking four guys here. Right, one's a freshman. Exactly. One's been on a bike. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. I think key thing is here, and I'm thinking of it, Mark loves backs that can block. You know, if we're going to yeah. throw the football, who can pick up that the backside block, give the, you know, give Brian an extra second to throw the ball. And if usually freshmen coming in, that's something that they lack. So I know that's what Eli Collins had an issue with last year's picking up blocks. That's why they like playing Jefferson and, and Hayward um, more. If Eli can pick that up, can pick up blocks, and also you know be productive as a back running the ball, I think he'll get a shot. That's where I see don't Ant Williams probably won't start is the fact that how how is he in you know in blocking? It's huge, for, especially when you're seeing these uh, these pictures coming out from the limited pictures we see from camp. A lot of shotgun. You're seeing you know the new offense that Brad Still may be running. A lot of shotgun for Brian Lewerke. Um Definitely need the backs to pick up blocks on that. Well, I'm going to say I'm glad that you bring that up because I can't remember the last time I watched a running back put a block in because every time we go for a pass, I'm just looking at crossing routes. So (laughs) I'm definitely going to be looking out now and be like, oh, Matt called it out. That's it. I saw that block. LJ LJ was a decent blocking uh, back when he was healthy. But I'm glad. That was few and far between, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, all right, we got to talk about this, though. It's on everyone's mind. What do you think about the uniforms? So it's crazy that it came back up so much in the last like week when they started doing uh, the press conferences. Because we found this out with spring game in April. Yeah, they I've known this these, for And I was like, months. God, these are terrible. These, honestly, this is I think. The state is just way too front on, on, on the, of the jersey. It's way too big. If you shrink that, maybe we could work with it. I actually love the helmet. I love the dark face mask in the front. Um Line is what we've been Nike's been giving us recently. You know, they yeah. kind of want to make us that, I guess, East Coast Oregon in a way for the for Nike, and they like the line. You know, I they hate gave, that they line. gave us the line for football. <laughs> I mean, for basketball, they're doing the line here. It's always been in the basketball shoes and things like that. And I knew eventually it would come to the football side. It's a little sh- drastic what they're doing with the pants, yeah. the big state in the front, and in the helmet. If they can shrink the state on the front, which obviously they're not going to have to go back and change it now, I could yeah, work all with your it. Mar- all your marbles are out there. I I don't know. The font would change, would, would make a difference. I still think it's a lot of lime. The helmets, I think you're right, good. I like the cleats, but that's because there's more dark green than this ridiculous lime green. I don't know. It's literally going on right now as the top five worst oh, yeah. uniforms, and I couldn't agree more. Though, hey, at the end of the day, you get a win in that uniform, I don't care. Yeah, you love it, right? And then at the end of the day, you win it. Everyone's going out and buy the jersey. It's interesting to see the recruits, though, when they come in. They do like putting on that jersey when they're taking their pictures. So it may hit with the younger demographic with this new, you know, more bright colors. I think it's a jersey you probably have to wear at night. could be breaking out against Western Michigan early this season. I know Arizona State, the 4 o'clock kick. Arizona State sometimes has some crazy jerseys as well. Maybe wear it in that game. I definitely don't want it in a Big Ten game, though. Nope, I don't either. And especially, be- like, Michigan or Ohio State, I, I just do no. not need that distraction. 
Uh, I think I think you're right. The, the Arizona State game makes most sense because it's big enough. It's big uh, Power Five team, um, and it's you know even four o'clock kickoff makes kind of sense. It, an, another one that's crazy is it could be Western being closer to the night. So I I just hope it's early. Get it out of the way. Hey, you spent the money on it. Get back your return on it. Yeah. Let's get rid of them. And yeah, I mean, we on. played Western two years ago. We we broke out the all whites for the first time, so it wouldn't be shocking if they busted out a new alternate. Well, now white's not alternate anymore. But it was now a here's jersey. the funny thing: is I hated the all whites at first, and now I love them. I see. I love the all whites. I love the white helmet. It's it's a new helmet. It's new to us, but almost looks classic. Like it has like yeah. it feels like it could have been a timeless thing. I'll like, be honest. I I hated them. I was like, man, oh, yeah. more white because I always hated white uniforms, regardless of whatever team I've played on. Which I'm not very athletic, anyways. But anytime I saw white is just like the least favorite. The the away jerseys, home jerseys, wherever you're doing, I hated white. So I saw the all white and I was like, oh, great. Especially with an all natural field, it's all mm-hmm. it's just gonna be green all over the place. Ended up, I actually like them. Yeah, they're I'm, pretty cool. I think they're clean. Tell you when we walked out in, in against Arizona State last year in the all white and they're wearing the all black. I mean that was sweet. So <laughs> I think that was like perfect for that game. It was like oh, let's go. It's unfortunately we lose, but yeah, yeah, that was sweet. So I actually like the all whites. I like the white helmets. Sometimes I like when they go throwback and go when they're on the road go green pants, white jersey, green helmet. I know some people hate that because it reminds them of like the John L days. <laughs> but I just think it like brings back like nostalgic. You know, we played against Penn State last year. We wore them. And I kind of liked it. So I like that. I like the all whites. I love when they go all green at home. I even like sometimes not less when they mixed up with the white helmet with the green bottoms and green jersey. That was, the, I like the mix and match they can do now with. Yeah, the, with the white I, there, there's just so much you can do, and the green and white looks good. It just, man, the lime killed me. No, it's too much. Anyways, uh, I think today let's talk a little bit of Big Ten. Uh, we put a lot of Michigan State out there, but. Before we get into the season, I think it's a smart idea just to quickly kind of think where we align to the Big Ten and where we think the Big Ten might be. I mean, there's a lot of different opinions out there. Oh, yeah. uh, I know I have mine, uh, and it's probably not the same as most. But uh, I think what we should do here is just let's pick some teams, just run through it, and kind of see how we feel with them. Um, you know, we let's pull some of the Vegas odds and go over unders. Okay, and just kind of see where we think for yeah. the team uh, and and where we think they stand. Um, so I think being a Michigan State podcast, I think the fair first team to start off would be Michigan Wolverines. <laughs> we can go with them. All right. What's the over under on that? I didn't even look. Ten and a half. Ten and a half. That's high. See, I mean, they're favored to win the Big Ten, right, in Vegas. Um, Man, I got. There's people that say they're going to be in the college football playoffs. Exactly. I mean, if you win the Big Ten, a lot of people say you'll be the playoff. I went through their schedule. Ten and a half. I got him at ten. I got him at ten wins, two losses. Um, You're generous. Yeah, the losses I got, I, I have him beating Michigan State right now in my breakdown. I have him losing to Notre Dame, and I have him losing to Ohio State. So ten and two is where I'm, it currently. I'm taking I mean, the get, bias. Get, we beat him. <laughs> we beat him. I'm taking the bias. Nine and three. You're upset as a Wolverine, though. If any year that they're going to prove me wrong, this is probably it. I still think, you know, a lot of analysis going into this team, oh, the defense will be fine. The defense is always fine. I think they lost way too much in holes and areas and talent that it's going to be hard to replicate what they did. Again, they still recruit very well, uh, but I don't think that defense is going to be a 
top five standard Michigan defense. I think they have a good DBs for sure coming back. They should always have a good front four. Linebackers this year I think are iffy. They have fantastic receivers coming back. Uh, Shea Patterson's maybe the most pr- – just sad to say, like maybe the most proven quarterback in the Big Ten right now. No, he is. I, I'll give it like, to him. Is he even – I mean, is he even that good? But he's, he's a good – must be the most proven. I mean, you got like people like Justin Fields out there who number one recruit coming in, maybe number number two recruit coming in his, his recruiting year. He played you're, a little bit at Georgia, right. but I he hasn't proven anything. So he may be better. I mean, you see all these rankings come out of who the best quarterbacks are. If people put Fields there. I, I can't. I'll have to put Shea, as hard as it is to say. No, 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 no. I, I think you're right. I think the key word there is proven. Yeah, right. For because sure. he he can make throws. He makes plays. Um, and I think their wide receiver core is extremely well. Um, I mean, they've got threats in every type of facet, with speed, with height. Um, with multiple receivers on the field, they've got a good uh, toolkit, if I may, uh, for Shea to do well. And their offensive line's going to be really well, uh, bringing back, I think, four starters. Um, so they'll have the opportunity to do that. It's just being the most proven doesn't mean you're going to be the best quarterback right. ever either. I'll say this. It's year five for Harbaugh, not now when. You got Urban Meyer left. Yeah. You well, got, I mean, a, you got a new quarterback coming into Ohio State. You get all your rivals at home. How, what, as a Michigan fan, and, and not that either one of us are, but as a Michigan fan, what would constitute, like, failure? Like, what would make you so mad that, like, you'd be like, bye, Jim Harbaugh? They'll never say bye. I mean, they made, I a, deal with the, they made a deal with the devil. <laughs> I mean, it's and the, the, he's the savior. I mean, he is everything you'd ever want, right? He's under Bo. He's a quarterback for Bo. He left the NFL to come back as alma mater. He says all the right things. He's the Michigan man that they've, you know, that they love and preach. If it's not him, then who? That's I've always said that if you get to year five and he doesn't get you to the gets to Indy, doesn't get you to the Rose Bowl or the playoff. I mean, but when can you say if you say no, you don't, you're if you fire him or you know get a new coach or whatever, you're admitting that the savior failed. So then who's next? It's a good point. And uh, I think as a fan, you might have fans riot against it, but the university is never going to get rid no. of him. I mean, they, they, they're going to be – he's there for good regardless of what he does this year. And half the fan base delusional anyway. So. Yeah. <laughs> I'd love to talk about them. Yeah, of course. <laughs> All right. So then we got to go into probably the next favorite um, or and or favorite, um, yeah. Ohio State. A um, lot going on here. Uh, day in his first year, though he does have three wins under his belt as interim head coach. One of them against TCU, Ohio State, ten, and I'm going to take this one first and just say they're going to be undefeated this year. <laughs> so fun. I agree. <laughs> I, I would hope I was writing out their schedule, and I really hope we weren't going to go twelve and eleven. I, I wanted to put a loss in there so bad, and I, I just like, I don't see I the couldn't. loss on their schedule unless it gets to the end. And Michigan is the team that everyone's saying they are. That might be the loss. Um, I mean, there's not many teams there. They're out of conference schedules, Florida Atlantic. Now, Cincinnati, Cincinnati's actually a team that could put up a challenge, did put up a challenge last year to them. Um, and Luke Fickle there, um, mm. taking recruits out of Michigan, out of all, all, all sorts. Um, I think that might be a challenge. But, again, it's Ohio State. You know, yeah. you could take away Urban. That's going to hurt a little bit. They still have the talent that Urban's recruited, and 
we'll see how Fields does. You know, I mean, yeah. this guy's got so much hype that I can't see him being terrible. But you know, that's a lot of hype to live up as a Ohio State quarterback. Oh yeah, yeah. As we were going through it, like Cincinnati at home, Cincinnati, good team. Don't think they beat them. There's a lot of hype about Nebraska on the road. I'm just going to be a raucous atmosphere when Ohio State goes there. Still think they get it done. They get us at home. I think they beat us there. Northwestern away. I know they beat I us think there. They're just more athletic than Northwestern. If we more athletes, way more dudes than Northwestern has. I think they cover that, win that game. Penn State, you'll probably hear. I don't believe as much as Penn State as others do, and they get them at home. Wisconsin at home, and then Ohio State. No. Michigan hates Ohio State, right? But Ohio State <laughs> loves Michigan. They, every single day, everyone in that state, they know. They hate it. Every, they hate Michigan. So you're no thinking, one, you, you I, think I, that I've Ohio State's more beli- passionate against Michigan? Yes. I've always wow. believed that Ohio State gets up for the Michigan game more than Michigan gets up for Ohio State. Now, the Michigan, Michigan, Michigan gets up for Ohio State. Michigan do you think Michigan State goes up harder than Michigan against Michigan than Michigan goes against Michigan State? I do, yes. Yeah, I do too. Uh, but that helps them. And that's exactly it what it is. And Ohio State, Ohio State, they have rivalries, right, with Illinois, and they have these little trophy games. Mich- Ohio State has one rival, one, and that's Michigan. And they uh, – Ryan Day is okay, – so I kind of equate Ryan Day to, like, Lincoln Riley at o- Oklahoma. You had a legend there – before Lincoln Riley, and they handed it over because they knew they would have to eventually. And a it big worked step. out. And it worked out. I see Ryan Day is like the same thing. Wow. Urban Meyer was a, is a legend. He's still there, you know, in some capacity. Yeah, he's, Ryan he's on Day, practice fields. He's up and coming. It's, I don't see them. They recruit like a machine. I just don't see them dropping off. Maybe it won't be 12-0, and 0, but I still can't see a loss on there to like no. put it down. In stone, so I go 12-0. They're winning the Big Ten. They're I mean, the what's Big the tennis. biggest question for Ohio State? Is is Justin Fields just Justin like Fields. the guy? I mean, yeah, right, like, Justin Fields. And if that's your biggest question, this guy was recruited through Georgia as a top recruit. I mean, if that's your biggest concern, I, I want that concern. That I wish that was my problem as a yeah. team. Ryan Day, offensive coach, too. I mean, it helps out. All right, so we got Ohio State. We got Michigan. Let's stay with the East here. I think one of the good teams to talk about here, Penn State. What do you Penn State's got eight and a half. Where do you got Penn State? I'm under on Penn State. I got them at eight. Um, tough stretch there in the middle. I think they lose at Iowa. I think they lose to Michigan at home. I think they lose to us and at Spartan Stadium. I think they lose to Ohio State on the road. I think they win the rest. Uh, they get Purdue at home. Purdue, people like Purdue, but at home, I think early in the season, I think Penn State gets them. Pittsburgh, I know, hates Penn State. That's hilarious because I've got, I got Penn State at five and seven right now. Five and seven. I do not think they're rebounding this year. I think Penn State is overrated. They lose Trace. They lose the running back. It's a full on new team. I mean, the 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 they're going to have a defense. Don't get me wrong. Five and seven. James Franklin may be out of a job. Hot seat alert! You heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> but the, but that's funny because I, I agree on the games or lose, but I also the two that you said at the end, Purdue and Pittsburgh, are the other ones that I had because Pittsburgh's been playing people tough. And honestly, I really like Purdue. Uh, I it's going to be a lot to have them shift and change, but I think they're going to be the team to 
overpass and overachieve this year okay. than than most. Yeah, I think Pat Narduzzi has kind of that same mentality where you can get that chip on the shoulder kind of like you did with the Spartans. Sparm, Sparm boy right there. Possibly uh, <laughs> pull the upset at Happy Valley. It's possible for sure. I don't have it down his mind, but we're both on the under, but you're way under. I'm super under. I, I, that's the one that I think they're not going to be close. And let's round it out here. Um, I think we can obviously say Rutgers are probably at the bottom here. Uh, Maryland too. Um, just really quickly, they have Rutgers at two and a half over under. Rutgers at two and a half. I actually have them over at three. Ooh, I got them at under at two. <laughs> Liberty, I got to beat in Liberty. I got to beat in UMass. I got to beat in Illinois, actually. Hmm, interesting. Uh, in Maryland, three and a half. Three and a half. Have them over. Have them at four. <laughs> got them at three. Four and eight. <laughs> all right. You're, you're the positive one. You've got the, all the overs. I'm taking all the unders here. Indiana. What's Indiana at? Indiana is a six. I got Indiana way under. I got Indiana at four and eight. Wow. I've got Indiana at seven and five. Interesting. So I've got the over on Indiana. Um, I th- always think they play everyone tough enough, and they've got an offense that, that can strike. Um, and in a down, in my opinion, down offensive year preseason, I think they'll have a shot to, to make some numbers and, and, and make some changes here. Yeah, I think Allen needs a good season like that, or he's going to get fired. Oh, yeah. Allen's, got, Allen's on chopping block here. Now, do you want to touch on Michigan State as the last, or do you want to go to them at the end? Let's let's save let's save our our favorite for the end here. All right, let's get to the West. The West, which is unquestionably the most open. We say every year it's usually Wisconsin or or whatnot, but this year is wide open. I mean, it can be multiple teams. Last year, Wisconsin was like top four in the nation. It was almost like a foregone conclusion that they were going to win the West, and they what? I think they went seven and five. Yep, and Pat Fitzgerald, respect, great coach took a, a team that's hard to take uh, to a Big Ten championship game. Team that lost three non-conference games pretty sure last year. <laughs> <laughs> and then came in and just ran the West. Yep. Impressive. Um, all right, well, let's start with Wisconsin then because uh, they're usually number one going into these things in the West. Uh, they're at an eight. Eight. I got them under. I got them at eight. Well, I guess not. I guess a push. Got them at eight wins. I pushed too. That's it's tough. It's a tough schedule. You know, they got with their crossovers with the East are Michigan State, Michigan, and Ohio State. That is probably the most brutal crossovers game you can get. Yeah. So I got them losing all three of those games. Plus, I got them losing to Iowa. When you get Michigan third week, I mean, we're in uh, September and you're taking on, you know, the perceived number one. Right. That's tough. That's a tough way to start your season. Um, Going from Wisconsin, uh, a lot of hype around Nebraska's team. Um, and ne- Nebraska's quarterback, Martinez, who, if I'm correct, is a redshirt sophomore, but people are giving him a lot of hype. Uh, Nebraska's at eight and a half. Eight and a half. You can go on this one. You can start. I am under. I got him at eight and four. Uh, so I got Wisconsin and Nebraska both at eight and four. Um, I think the West is going to have a tough time on crossover, um, and they're just going to beat each other up is what's going to happen. It's going to be an interesting middle of the season where you're getting you know, Nebraska's being Wisconsin's um, or Wisconsin being Northwestern, Northwestern being Purdue, things like that, yeah. where it's just going to level the playing field here. 
I hate to say I agree because I have an eight and four as well. Um, yeah, I agree. I mean, the, the crossovers of Maryland, Indiana, Ohio State. I have them losing to Ohio State, winning the other two. I think I got lost. Well, then Purdue, let, let me ask you this: if we're if we're going eight and four, both Wisconsin, Nebraska, mm-hmm. who do you got win the West? I got Iowa. <laughs> <laughs> What's the record? I got Iowa ten and two. Oh my god. <laughs> Losing to Michigan, losing I have them losing to Michigan and losing to Northwestern. That's the two games. That's what I have too. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I just think Iowa this year, it's one of those teams that's they have a pretty favorable schedule going in. The crossovers are Michigan away, very difficult. Penn State at home, I don't. You guys both kind of agree. We don't really believe in Penn State. And then their last crossover is Rutgers at home. And I, I like Iowa because, I mean, I really like um, Stanley. He, he, Experience. Oh, my gosh. Just You know that name right off the bat in Big Ten. Um, so, actually, that's funny that we were saying proven with Shea. I still think he's the most proven, but if you're going to pick the next under is proven, Santa's probably the one here. Um, now, he did have dual threat tight ends, and they oh, play yeah. that you know big boy ball. Um but you're right. I think the schedule's there for. Him. I mean, the hard one is they always get that crossover to Iowa State. And the last five years, Iowa State's been a team that can win any game and lose any game. So yeah. I mean, that could happen this year. So you, I, I be- just see him. I see Iowa. I trust Kirk Ferentz. The roster is. So the state of Iowa. Yeah, I mean for sure. I mean the, the de- I trust the defense. The roster is more. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Veteran. I hate that we agree on everything, but the ten and two. Well, then let me say, then what's your second team in the in the West? That's the two eight. Uh, I got eight and four Northwestern too, just like eight and four. All right, this is where we shift. This is where we shifted up. I've got Purdue. Okay, I got Purdue. They're they're actually uh, seven, and I'm going to go over, and I've got them in a nine and three season. Oh wow! I know we haven't beaten there because I got Purdue at seven and five. What's over under? You said. Seven. Right, so you're so pushing again. Push. You're pushing. You're pushing everything. So, Maddie Ice, Vegas odds. Um, <laughs> I've got them losing to TCU. I think TCU is going to be a tough game. Okay. Um, so do I. And then I've got them losing to Iowa and Wisconsin. But I've got them beating Northwestern, Nebraska, Penn State. So you have um, them going on the road to Happy Valley, getting that win, which you already said. So I knew that was coming. Yep. Then you have them beating away at Northwestern. You know, I I. I know Northwestern's bringing in a new quarterback transfer. Uh, they're going to be fine. I just think Purdue's going to be turning up. I mean, they're Elijah as their quarterback. He, I mean, he basically was hand in hand with Blau last year. Um, and I actually, I think he played a little bit better when he came out. Um, I mean, obviously, more being a you know preseason All American wide receiver, um, you probably will cover him a little bit better. But that might open up a little bit more on their run game, another option. So, and I just think their schedule is not that tough. Vanderbilt, mm-hmm. Nevada. I mean, you're talking Minnesota, Maryland, Illinois, uh, Indiana, and then the the tough wins are Northwestern, Nebraska, and Penn State. So, I do think they have a shot to make this. Yeah, the uh, crossovers are, crossovers are pretty generous. You said Penn State, Maryland, Indiana. Non-conference is pretty legit, playing two Power Five teams, and Nevada on the on the road, which is uh, not and the, an easy and, task. 
and you just kind of think of it like if you think college football and how a loss affects how the next weeks go, you know, if you lose to TCU, or I think you are, they're going to be underrated, right? Because no a win with Nevada, win with Vanderbilt, they won't be ranked. They won't be pushed up. You lose to TCU, definitely won't be. And now you're the underdog in all these games coming up. And I think that plays it right into Purdue's mentality. It's funny because I said next to a guy that went to Purdue at work. He nonstop talks about how they're going to be good this year, and I got. I just really hope they don't go nine and three, dude. <laughs> so you don't have to deal with that anymore. Exactly. <laughs> Maybe it's seven and five because I just don't want it to be any more than that. Well, I, I think we can agree that we round out the bottom with Illinois um, and Minnesota. Minnesota rowing the boat. I got Minnesota with five wins. Ooh. So seven and a half is their odds. So Oof. well under. Uh, I pushed them six and six, making a bowl game. Okay. Um, what out of out of five games wins? Which one are they winning? So they got to win the first game against San South Dakota State. Got to be in Georgia Southern. They got to be in Illinois. Rutgers and Maryland. That's it. They got losing at Fresno State. Fresno State, legit Mountain West team. Shocker! And the rest Did not see that coming. <laughs> Did not and, see that and, coming. And, and the rest of the games. Uh, I mean, the fact they're going on the road to play Fresno State is just crazy. That, does, that actually says it's a lot. It's random. It's random. Go who pays who in that situation? Is Fresno State paying Minnesota what, to come? Like, probably like a two-for-one, two I would say. Probably two times Fresno comes to Minnesota, one time they go there. I don't know details. But that would be my guess. I mean, we went to, what, Central that one time. We've gone to Western. Our yeah, State we have. Has. We have. But that was a whole deal with the house dead back with, uh, you know, celebrate the state. We were supposed to play, the, I think, maybe at Eastern this year. Might have been, I think it might have been this wow. year, or maybe next year. But it got canceled. Just due to the fact that Eastern could get more money from, from other schools to play, so they canceled with us. But that's not a different story. But, yeah, I got Minnesota 5-7. and seven. P.J. Fleck, I think, will we'll be fine with. Not that we'll be fine with this job. I don't think we'll be happy with being 5-7, and seven, but I don't think he's in any danger. You don't think he's in a hot seat? He's been recruiting better than Minnesota has in a long time. I, I don't know. I think he's got to make some moves too. Yeah, I think he brings, he brings a new energy to the program that they've. I mean, they haven't had him forever. Well, for how long have we thought about Minnesota? What did you think about when you thought about Minnesota football? Nothing. I think PJ really decent helps. running back. Yeah, for sure. Back in the, <laughs> yeah, in the running 2000s, back that'll be there. Get, yep. Sure. Lawrence Maroney. Ooh, throwback. Barber, but you know, I think he brings new excitement to the state, to the team, and. Five and seven is not what he wants, but I think his job is safe. Now you said six and six. That'd so be, then um, another, I think they went six and six last year too. Won the bowl game. I was at the bowl game in Detroit. Bet against them. They dominated. <laughs> That's what happens when you terrible, bet. Terrible idea. <laughs> uh, Northwestern. I think they they're also a contender here. Um, they're actually listed uh, with Vegas at six over under. Uh, what do you got them? I got them over at eight. She haven't wow. beaten Michigan State. Oh, that we makes can sense. Never beat them. Actually, that's funny. That's the one I have <laughs> marked on too. <laughs> we, when's the last time we beat Northwestern? No, I, I four years ago, down, five years ago. Yeah, I just ridiculous. marked it down as them beating us because I, I, if this if this is an eleven a.m. Central kick, everyone's I'd, half asleep. Northwestern shows up. We we're what would sleeping. be worse? What would be worse? Losing to Arizona State or losing to Northwestern as your first loss? I mean, losing a big-time game is definitely worse. Good point. So Good I'll point. But that. losing both to Arizona State, I mean, we went down to the desert, lose 
They come here when they lose everyone. We're probably favored in this game, and we lose again. The Pac-12 shame. Losing Pac-12. Oh, I mean, I mean, season-wise, yes, I understand losing a big, big 10 game, but, man, Arizona State twice? Yeah, we need rough. to pay back for sure. There's no doubt about that. It's like Oregon. If we didn't beat Oregon the second time, I'd be really upset about the Red Box Bowl even more than I am. Oh, yeah. So you got Northwestern at eight. I, I push them at six. Okay. I think they're mid, middle. Of the, I think they they do more than what they should be doing be with the talent they have. But Pat is probably one of my favorite coaches. Oh, um, okay. The man gotta is love the man that awesome. wears shorts on the sideline. I think it's the only coach <laughs> that wears shorts. Pretty, like you'll see, and maybe he'll wear them against us if it's still warm enough. Uh, and then Illinois rounding it out here with our last one here. They were a four over under. Got him under at three, same, and same. Bobby Smith gets fired. Yeah, unfortunately. There's just no – I mean, there's no hype around Illinois. There's no excitement. No. I don't see – there's nothing coming from that program that exudes confidence this year or anywhere into the future. So when it goes into coaching – um, program. Yeah. So coaching, you think Illinois' hot seat. I mean, if Penn State does a terrible year, Franklin might be hot seat. Um, Rutgers' hot seat. For sure, Rocker, yeah. I think he probably gets fired. I mean, that's another program. It's just that it's such a fertile ground for recruiting. But you, do you ever hear of kids from New Jersey wanting to go to Rutgers? No, unfortunately they're, not. They're going elsewhere. They're going to the ACC, SEC, Big Ten. Yeah, but PJ Fleck. Ten, you, feel, not Rutgers. <laughs> you feel like PJ Fleck is is okay? Yeah, I would say the only teams I see in the hot seat would be. I think James Allen. Franklin, Allen from Indiana. Lovey from Illinois and Rutgers, Chris Ash. Uh, Maryland has got a new coach. Minnesota, pretty new coach. Purdue, pretty yeah. new. Scott Frost, Nebraska, Wisconsin loves Chris. Michigan loves Harbaugh. No matter what happens, will probably stay. Day just got hired. Mark D probably has a couple more years left. We haven't touched on their win total yet, but I think he'll be safe, even though I said last podcast that we may need a shakeup if things go super south. But I think he'll be fine. Yeah, do you see anyone else hot seat other than those we mentioned? No, I think I think I think Lovey and Allen probably are the big ones. Um Ash, of course, too. Um Yeah. I, I'm actually really excited for the new ones though, because I'd like to see how Loxley at Maryland, you know, after you know, tough seasons with Maryland and you're getting a guy that's coached Alabama, that's got, you know, fieriness. I, I think that's pretty cool to watch that happen. Um, of course, Ryan Day with Ohio State, you know, you've got a pedestal to live on after Urban and honestly, even after Trestle too. I mean, both of those guys left a kind of legacy, eh, maybe a little controversial, but you know, still big shoes to fill. It's it's Ohio State. No doubt. There's a lot of new coaches in the Big Ten. Your year one, year two, year three. Yeah, I think there's only like three staple ones. Uh Mark, Kirk, uh Pat Fitzgerald. Yeah, for sure. Those are the those yeah. are the guys that have been there a decade or longer. Oh yeah. I do like Brom from Purdue. I think he's doing pretty well yeah, over there. Yeah, surprised he didn't leave for Louisville. You know, that's where he's from. Yeah. They offered him the job after this past year, but I think he sees something at Purdue that he can build. Um, how many based off that, how many Big Ten teams are making bowl games this year? We haven't touched on Michigan State yet, but we're other than oh, that, that's um, right. Let's see, I got one, two, three, four. Five, six, spoiler, I'm counting Michigan State. Seven, eight, <laughs> nine, nine. 
Nine? That sounds about right. Seven, eight, nine. Yep. Nine bowls. Nine bowl teams. Five don't make it. Sounds about right. I mean, you only yeah. need six wins, right? So it's not. Yeah, and yes or no sometimes. If you win five, if you got good grades. Exactly. <laughs> you could have five if you have <laughs> you paid off someone. Exactly. Um, all right, Michigan State. We kind of talked about this last week. Where do you have them? So I know last week I had them at eight and four. Going Ooh, it's a change-up. Going through the schedule. You're, you're thinking change-up here. Going through the schedule. Drum roll. Slight change. <laughs> Got him at 9-3. and three. Hey, there the boy. Three. Now we're talking. Losses. So here you are. Losses at Northwestern, which yep. I already mentioned. Losses at Ohio State. Yep. And at Michigan. The the game that I had him losing last week that I took off was Wisconsin. Just with Wisconsin's freshman quarterback maybe playing. Maybe not the freshman quarterback, but Jack Cohen, I believe his name is. First year starter. Trader. Yeah, I just see Trader. them. I just see I, them. I got us winning against Michigan. I got confidence. <laughs> I, I'm never going in that game without thinking we're winning it. I mean, we could have a Rutgers level team and I'd still think one in one in ten or one in eleven. And but I do have Wisconsin as a loss, though it could be Wisconsin or Penn State. Uh, but I think it would probably be Wisconsin or Penn State because, again, as I mentioned, not a big fan of Penn State this year. I think they lose too much. See, the um, nine and three is that you're saying? Yeah, nine and three. With what is your what is your favorite cro- like non conference game that you're looking forward to this season? Oh, it's gotta be Arizona, Arizona State. I mean, just well, that's Michigan State. Let's talk Big Ten. Oh, okay. Anyone Big Ten? Big Ten. General. Yeah, uh, the one that I think there's a couple. The one that I think is really cool right off the bat, Northwestern Stanford. Yeah, battle the nerds. <laughs> <laughs> this one's at Stanford. Um, I have them taking the loss here, um, but I will be rooting for Northwestern in the Big Ten during that game. Other than our game against Arizona State, my favorite non-conference, this is going to be off the board maybe a little bit, is Nebraska and Colorado. Ooh. Reason for that is literally nostalgia. That is the only reason why. I remember growing up as a kid, they'd always play. They're both in the Big 12 at the time. They'd always play the day after Thanksgiving. I love the color schemes of the, of the two teams. This game's going to be in Boulder. I was going to say, that is like classic. Yeah, I know. Ri- like, that's like rivalry. Exactly. Of, so uh, that makes sense. R- rivalry renewed. It's in Boulder. They should wear the old uniforms atmosphere. and oh. just be really ugly. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Yeah, so that's what that's what I'm looking forward to. At least it's two Power Five programs. Colorado, not don't ex- not expecting much out of them this year, but I think just that nostalgia feel for me. Yeah, but there's not uh, that many big games. You no, no, you're so, missing so, a big one. Oh, let's hear it. Yeah, Michigan and Notre Dame. Michigan that's Notre Dame t- non-conference game, right in the middle, October right. 26. But I wasn't gonna put that on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm, I'm excited. To. I'm extremely excited for it too. Um, that's really gonna be the test for Michigan. You know, uh, they go – I mean, they'll – I believe they'll beat Wisconsin pretty early in the season. They have talent to do it. Iowa might give them challenges. Penn State might get interest. But the real big test is going to be Notre Dame. That's top-ranked top 10 team. And by that time, we'll know if either one of them are true and what we're speculating in preseason or if not. No doubt. It's crazy how we're playing Michigan so late in the season this year. Usually it's in October we get them in like – Fifth, sixth game of the year now, or what? Which, which I'm happy game about. Game of the year, which is late November. I mean, there's one of them we have in like the f- yeah. I'm okay with it though because usually we get them early, and I I don't like that like saving for a little bit later in yeah, the season. I agree. 
Nice. That's so a nice. Both have nine and three. Losing different games. What would you be happy with a nine and three season? Let's say nine and three. You beat Michigan or nine and three. You lose in Michigan. You lose in Michigan. Nine and three. Not happy. Okay. <laughs> okay. Absolutely upset. So my prediction, you would not like. No, not at all. Okay. Uh, if we were nine and three with Michigan, I'd be content. Uh, anything higher than nine and three, I'd be ecstatic. Uh, anything less, uh, even if we were eight and four and beat Michigan, content. Seven six beat Michigan, I'd be upset. So it's it's in that level of because if you go seven and six and beat Michigan, it, we're in the same situation we're in in this season going, but but without the team coming back, you know, what's the hope after that? Yeah. You know, where do we, we're really going to be hurting quarterback. We're going to hurt on defense, you know, people's leaving. So, I mean, we really got to put a staple down now and, and hopefully we can change that recruiting mentality and, and push on and move forward on a better season. Yeah. Michigan game, definitely the most important. I will say regardless of we win or lose that game nine and three, I will be okay with. That's beating them or not beating them. I'll say nine and three. I'll be okay. With You're that. gonna be chilling, drinking a beer, and I'm gonna be like sobbing <laughs> in the back over here. It's like, wins basketball season start. <laughs> uh, yeah, of course. You always look at that, that to look forward to. But nine and three. I'll say now. That's what I say now. Watch it in the season. We go nine and three. <laughs> Michigan. Now lock it, it in. We'll get rid of Mark Antonio. We're locking but. these in now because I'm actually gonna track these now. Right. We're gonna keep that's these. Fair. I want to see at the end of the season how we did on all. Uh, all teams in the Big Ten. See how we did there. Um, interesting enough, when we get into the regular season, um, I think this will be a fun part of it too. Let's get into over-unders of games. We'll do the Big Ten. Let's do it. Uh, track those in. Uh, and let's see. Let's see who's got a little bit uh, better. Uh, I'm notoriously known to go 50-50 on <laughs> college over-unders. So you bad. might have a lag on me. Well, I think that's a good wrap-up for this week here uh, for the Big Ten here. Next drop will be the Tulsa preview. Uh, And finally, we're into the season, and it's going to be much easier uh, and digestible podcasts. Uh, Not extremely long here because it won't be as much to recap, but um, we're going to have a lot of fun with it. Exciting times, Jake. Almost football season. And we want to hear your feedback. So if you wanted to reach out to us, you can email us at red cedar wrap at gmail.com love to hear what you think about uh, what we came up here with our over unders and we look forward to this next season over and out